Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 124-106 win over the San Antonio Spurs. The Hawks march into San Antonio and keep their winning streak alive, moving to 10-9 on the season. Eight Hawks players scoring double digits, Trey Young has 30 points and 11 assists, and a huge third quarter pushes the Hawks to a big win. Hawks just keep chugging along. The first quarter of this one seemed a little rough. It'd be tied at the end, 27-27. to 27. But if you really looked into the box score a little bit, it was clear that the Spurs were hitting some really tough shots and getting back on the boards. One thing that the Hawks have not done great the last couple games, and Coach McMillan talked about it after the Thunder game, is getting on the uh, offensive glass, or defensive glass, I should say, and keeping the other team off of the offensive glass. The Spurs would actually get the same number of rebounds as the Hawks, 44 to 44, but they would get 15 offensive rebounds, and they had seven second chance points just in the first quarter, and that helped keep them actually build a lead in the first quarter before the Hawks did what veterans do, veteran teams do, and they the Hawks scored the last seven points of the first quarter. The Hawks did a nice job at the end of quarters, the end of halves. They did a nice job in this game of not letting the Spurs build a big lead and just doing what they had to do to go out and get the win. Um, again, it was really nice. The Hawks were down 20 to 27 with a minute to go in that first quarter, and they were able to get seven points in the last minute. Lou Williams came down, hit a three-pointer. Trey got the ball and realized it was a two-for-one situation, got a quick layup, and then the Hawks got the ball to Trey, and Trey hit a floater right as time expired in the first quarter that cut a 20 to 27 lead into a 27 to 27 tie and really the Hawks were able to control the game going forward. The first quarter had some interesting numbers. The Spurs just thought, shot 39% from the field, 11 of 28, but they were 5 of 11 from three-point land. The Spurs have not been a prolific three-point shooting team and in particular DeJounte Murray hasn't been a great three-point shooter. Um their starting point guard who's mostly known for his defense but DeJounte came out and he hit his first three-pointer and he would go on to hit three out of four uh, three-pointers in the first quarter. He dominated. He had 13 points in that quarter alone um, when he would end the game with just 22. So the Spurs did a nice job of really taking advantage of second chance opportunities and hanging in the game by converting on those second chance opportunities and really as a Spurs, if somebody was a Spurs fan, it would have been a little disappointing to have the game be tied at the end of that first quarter, just with how well the Spurs played. In the second quarter, Bryn Forbes came in and proceeded to torch the Hawks. The former Buck, went and, he left the Spurs, went and got a championship with the Bucks, and then his back with the San Antonio Spurs came in the game, and he it seemed like he would not miss the entire game. He came in and scored kind of all the Spurs points at the in the second quarter to start it cam came in and he hit his first three-pointer um the spurs went into a zone a little bit in the second quarter and i thought it was very encouraging that the hawks were able to get the spurs out of the zone they were getting good shots including a cam corner three lou williams got into the paint and got a two danilo gallinari got in there and was able to hit a shot in the mid-range and so the hawks were prepared for the spurs zone and that's really encouraging to see i thought Nate McMillan kind of continuing what he's done, his evolution in this early part of the season, he did an interesting job staggering the Hawks players. 
early in the first quarter. He got Trey Young out kind of earlier than usual. Um, got Trey a little three-minute rest and then got Trey back in for that end of the first quarter. And maybe that rest was what allowed Trey to get that little burst at the end of the quarter. Um, but the Hawks went and they never really had a full bench unit. They kept Clint Capella in there with the, the bench unit. And the Hawks starters, other than Clint Capella, were able to get a six-minute rest to start that second quarter. And that second unit of Lou Williams, Cam Reddish, uh, Danilo Gallinari, and DeLon Wright were able to not only just uh, hold the tie with the Spurs, they actually gave the starters a one-point lead um, when the Hawks starters came back with about six minutes to go in the second quarter. The Hawks did a nice job when Trey came back in of uh, getting into the paint and really punishing John Collins' defender. I thought Trey had two just beautiful passes. One where he got J.C. rolling to the basket behind Jakob Pertl, and J.C. was able to finish the lay-in and get the foul and convert that one. And then Trey had a just beautiful pass to Clint Capella um, where he was able to manipulate the defense and then throw that high pass to Clint Capella where Capella was all alone in the paint for a slam dunk. And the Hawks would end the quarter being up by seven points. They'd be up 65 to 58 at halftime. And despite all that had happened in the first half, the Hawks found themselves with a comfortable lead, that 65 to 58 lead. In the third quarter, the, between the second and third quarters, the Hawks scored 38 points in each quarter. Um, they just had everything working. And in particular, I think they're doing a much better job of getting their offense going early in the shot clock. And I think one thing that gets this Hawks team to do is just be very deliberate and get into execution early. And they have great shot makers where um, doing that will get good shots and will get got the defense moving and the Hawks can take advantage. But to score 38 points, not one time in the game, but twice in two, two back-to-back quarters, and then hold the Spurs to just 25 points, in the third quarter to be plus 13. Um, that was really where the game was decided. But uh, the third quarter would go the Hawks' way. Hawk Trey Young would start the quarter with eight quick points himself. Um, and the Hawks would take the lead into double digits. And really from there, they were able to have just a great quarter where it felt like the three-point shot was falling for them. I don't know what was going on with that basket. Of course, when the second half comes, the team switched baskets they're shooting on. And the Hawks were now playing on the basket that the Spurs got in the first half, and the Hawks would go five of nine from the three-point uh, three point line, which is the exact same ratio that the Spurs did in the first quarter. Um, they'd get three-pointers from Trey Young. He had one in transition that was beautiful. One thing I really like what to, Trey to do is to get right to the three-point line. He, he can really terrorize defenses with those logo threes, but he, he doesn't have to shoot those all the time. He can get right to the three-point line. And he had a beautiful play where he was in transition. All the Spurs went to the basket, and he just stopped at the three-point line and drilled it. Um, but Bogdan Bogdanovich had a three. Kevin Herter had a three. And then Lou Williams had a three-pointer to close the period. Again, um, the Spurs made a little bit of a run. The Hawks had pushed the lead all the way up to 20 points. But they called, the Spurs called a beautiful play at the end of the quarter to get Larry Walker the fourth, a three-pointer, and he drilled it. And then the Hawks... Got the ball, nine seconds to go. DeLon Wright took it right down the middle of the paint and then kicked to a wide-open Lou Williams, who drained a three to preserve the 20-point lead going into the fourth quarter. But um, the Hawks just had an awesome third quarter here, some of the numbers from that period. 
54% shooting from the field, 12 of 22. They're 5 of 9 on their threes. That's over 50%. 9 of 10 on the free throws. Um, and they were they got four offensive rebounds as well to just two turnovers. They had seven assists in the period. The Hawks continue to put up the assists. They would finish this game with 26 assists. They've sort of hovered around that 24 to 30 assist range in this winning streak. And when they're moving the ball and they're getting assists, one thing that the assists show is that ball movement, but it also shows that they're making shots. They're hitting the shots off the passes. So for the Hawks to be in that 26 assist range, Trey to have 11 of those himself, it's just super encouraging. And it's a night where uh, one of John Collins' biggest steps forward he's made this year is in the assists. He had zero assists. But Bogdan had three assists. Capella had an assist. Kevin Herter had three assists. Danilo Gallinari had three assists. Um, they just have assists up and down this roster, and you have a lot of guys who can can move the ball. So the Hawks carried a 20-point lead into the fourth quarter. The Spurs would immediately go on a 7-0 run. Um, Popovich did a nice job of getting a new unit into the game, and Thaddeus Young in particular I thought was effective. But the Spurs went on a 7-0 run. Of course, Bryn Forbes was part of that. But uh, Coach McMillan would bring Trey Young back into the game, and this was a game where Trey became the closer. He went into the mid-range, was able to get a couple shots up, and then he was able to find his teammates as well. This was a game where it was very obvious. You could see what Trey's passing does for his shooting. Early in the game, Jakob Pertl, the center for the Spurs, wasn't able to challenge Trey at the rim because he was so afraid of Clint Capella getting alley-oops. Um, well, Trey burnt him that way. He had 21 first half points. He was or Through the first three quarters, he had about 21 points. Um, and as the game got going, Pirtle had to start challenging that shot, which led to Trey being able to find Clint Capella on an alley-oop. Um, and also just really, he, Trey Young has so much gravity for his shot, as well as his passing that once he gets in the mid range, he's not really contested as much. I guess teams are like, we'd rather have, have him taking a two than a three and Trey made him pay. He'd finished the game with 31 points, 14 of 22 shooting. Two of six on his threes. He just had one free throw, and that's notable because the Hawks got to the free throw line 24 times. It was players like Danilo Gallinari who got there eight times. Bogdan um, Bogdan actually did not get to the free throw line, but Lou Williams got there twice. Cam Reddish got to the free throw line two times. John Collins got five free throws. So despite Trey just getting two free throw attempts, the Hawks are still able to get to the free throw line. Trey had seven rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, and just two turnovers. Um, Trey is, and he was a game high plus 30 and plus minus. And that's obviously a stat that has a lot of variability, but I thought Trey really earned that plus 30 in this one. Um, but Trey's always going to have a couple turnovers. He's so aggressive with his passing. He, he's such a maestro that he's going to have some passes that bounce off players' hands or that he throws to the other team. But this was just a game he was all in control. Again, I thought he really closed down the game after the Spurs had cut the lead all the way down to 13 points. Um, and then he was able to get the team in position where they pushed the lead back up to 21 points. It was a Bogdan Bogdanovich three-pointer with about five minutes to go that really was the end of this game. Um, but just a Awesome, awesome game from the Hawks all-star point guard. Bogdan Bogdanovich had a game that we hadn't seen in the last few. He had 18 points on 7 of 12 shooting. He was 4 of 6 on his 3-pointers, including some classic just wide-open Bogdanovich threes that went down. He had 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks himself. 
John Collins, 15 points, 5 of 11 shooting, but able to get to the free throw line five times and drain all of his free throws. And he just had five rebounds. Capella, 5 of 10, not like Capella, but 11 points, 1 of 2 at the free throw line. He had 13 rebounds, including three offensive. He had five steals and three blocks. He had two blocks in the first quarter that helped keep the Hawks in the game. Um, just two good blocks. And when uh, Capella is playing defense, you know the Hawks are rolling. Kevin Herter completed the starters of all getting into double digits. He had 10 points, 3 of 7, just 2 of 5 on his three-pointers, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. His steal was beautiful. He read a play perfectly, intercepted the ball, got the Hawks in transition, and found Bogdan Bogdanovich for transition three. Again, the Hawks outscored the San Antonio Spurs in the fast break 11 to 5. The Hawks getting into fast break gets some easy points, and uh, if they can get to that in their steals and, and in transition, that's just a, a huge positive. Danilo Gallinari had 10 points. One thing that I've noticed now that we're starting to get Gallo to be a little bit more consistent and him being a really strong part of the second unit is when young defenders get in, Danilo Gallinari is going to get them to foul him, and he's usually going to get to the free throw line. Again, he was 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 10 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists. He did not make any of his three-pointers but he was still effective because he was able to draw those fouls. Cam Reddish, 2 of 2 from the three-point line, finished with 12 points. He had three rebounds and assist. Um, it was really encouraging him getting in this free throw line. He's attacking the basket, and he's starting to figure out. There are some basketball players that are able to attack the rim and seem to like float and hang, and other defenders fall down, and they're able to hit their shot. And Cam had a beautiful play in the third quarter where he got up in the air, Jakob Pertl, the seven-footer for the Spurs, went up to challenge it, and Cam hung there and then hit the little bunny. Um, so Cam's starting to play really under control. His defense is spectacular. He was able to um, throw Bryn Forbes off, get up with his length, and defend the shot. And uh, Forbes tried to throw a pass, and the Hawks ended up getting a turnover that way. But Cam's been, again, really good off the bench. He's got to start getting some six-man-of-the-year buzz. Um, I mean, we're only 20 games in. But really good game from Cam Reddish. Lou Williams, I thought it was a very good Lou game. 12 points. Again, he seems to know how to run teams right at the end of the quarter or half and get into the little Lou for one opportunities. He had 12 points on four of seven shooting. He hit two three-pointers, um, had a rebound and assist. He did have one brutal turnover. Uh, he had been really going well in the second quarter. And the Hawks got the ball in transition, and Lou tried to get the ball to Cam uh, to Clint Capella in the paint, and threw it right to a defender that turned into a Bryn Forms three. It was like a five point swing, and it was just like, man, Lou, you were playing so well. I thought this has been a great game, and you do that turnover, but Lou had a solid game. Um, finally, Delon Wright just had two points. He continues to show his defensive acumen. Even when he doesn't get steals, he'll knock the ball away. He's a big body. I thought he did a nice job of getting in the paint. He had a couple shots not fall, but it's really good process getting to the paint right to the rim. And then he had a beautiful kick out to Lou for a three-pointer again right at the end of the third quarter. For the Spurs, DeJounte Murray, again, he was 4 of 7 on his three-pointers for 22 points. 13 of those came in the first quarter. He finished with 8 rebounds and 11 assists. He is just a long guard. The Spurs play two really big guards to start the game with DeJounte Murray and Derek White. And Murray was on fire to start this game, and um, he's a really good player. It's it's fun to watch him play defense, um, and he's a guy. I thought that the Spurs sort of tried to target Trey Young with their big guards, 
Um, and to Trey's credit, he was able to hold up. Bryn Forbes came in off the bench for 23 points. He was one of the few Spurs in the plus in the plus minus statistic. He was plus three. Keldon Johnson had 15 points, four rebounds, an assist, and a steal. And then Jakob Pertl, 15 points, 10 rebounds, one block. He had one monster dunk um, going down the lane when the Spurs were still trying to get back into this after the Hawks had built their huge lead. But, um, you know, strong performance from Pertl. He has one of the great nicknames in the league, Teenage Mutant Ninja Pertl. Um, Pertl power, Pertl on the half shell, whatever you want to say. But uh, just really big win for the Hawks. They have now beat the Spurs three straight times in San Antonio. And one of the stats you used to hear all about was how the Spurs had won 20 straight games against the Hawks in San Antonio. That Basically, the entire time Tim Duncan was a Spur, the Hawks could not win out there. And now the Hawks have won three in a row. But big win, carries their winning streak to six games, move the Haw- moves the Hawks above 500. They're 10-9 and nine on the season. And really just keeps the momentum going. The Hawks face the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday before playing the Knicks at home on Saturday. So a little bit of a tough back-to-back. But the Hawks are 10-9 and nine on the season. They're really ro- rolling. Their star player, Trey Young, had a just wonderful game. Uh, it was fun to see him hand out his shoes after the game to a young Hawks fan. Um, and it's, it's a good time to be following the Hawks right now. I hope... If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Happy Thanksgiving, and go Hawks!